Welcome to the Not-For-Profit On Purpose podcast series. This series is designed to help guide you on your journey through the not-for-profit space in terms of all things not-for-profit, including structures, setting up your not-for-profit, how you report, board governance, accounting, and anything else you could possibly think of in regards to not-for-profit. Hey, Justin Hogg from RightSource here, talking governance, not-for-profits, boards. Um, and I wanted to recount a couple of discussions I've had lately with, um, with CEOs, uh, both existing and soon-to-be CEOs in terms of how to deal with the board. And I think it's something, again, a bit peculiar to not-for-profits, um, especially in terms of the type of board you're dealing with and, and you know, some of the uh, sort of understanding of what you can get out of it. So I thought that's what we could talk about today. One of the big mistakes I see CEOs make is feel that they need to placate the board, that they're that basically they're reporting to mum and dad or, or their oversight and they need to tell the board everything's okay. Everything's okay. No, we're taking care of that. Everything's okay. That doesn't really add much value to the board process. I mean, the board members are usually, and they should be, people who are there, well, they're there voluntarily for the most case, but they're there because they've got skills they can bring to the organisation. They've got experience they can bring and they actually, they want to help. That's why they're there. Especially if you're doing a volunteer director role, why else are you there unless you want to help? So from a CEO's perspective, yes, absolutely, the board is there for an oversight function. Absolutely. And as a CEO, you report into the board. Absolutely. But where you can get value out of a board from a CEO is, you know, tap into their skills. Now, you want to do this in a way, because obviously you don't want to feel like, you don't want to ask them how to do your job. So... How do you do that? Well, you, you want to ask the board the direction to go in, not how to get there, not the, you know, the operations. So I think of it as in terms of guiding the ship. So all the board is telling you is this is the way we want the ship to go. It's up to you to sail the ship. It's up to you to get the ship to that direction as a CEO. But the board's there to tell you where, where are we going? So in navigating that path, as a CEO, you should absolutely feel comfortable asking the board saying well this is where we're going i can see this obstacle here this is a challenge this is how i think i'm going to navigate through that path is that still moving in the same direction that you want to move and by asking that opinion by providing both an understanding of where the board's wanting or a confirmation of the direction the board's given you plus also showing the board that you're applying how to move things forward in that direction they're not going to necessarily jump in and tell you no no you're doing that wrong but they will give you clarity to make sure that you're moving in that right direction and that's i think a ceo where you can then really tap into the value of the board so if it is okay you've got an obstacle and you can see that and maybe it's an it related issue and you've got people on the board who've got it savvy you can say well this is how i think i'm going to tackle it they can either go yep sounds good or they can maybe suggest, well, maybe look at this, maybe look at that. They're not telling you how to do your job. But they're just trying to make sure that you've looked at other pathways you might be able to go to get around that obstacle. So backing all that back, what does that mean? In terms of the CEO and, and the board, it's, it's asking their opinion and tapping into their knowledge without asking them how you should do your job. In contemplating that as well, I often pose the difference between... Um, a small to medium business that's run for profit and a not for profit. 
And often one of the, the key differences is the board. Now, when you look at, um, especially some medium-sized businesses, um, you're seeing a trend now to those businesses getting advisory boards. Now, they're not boards per se in terms of the constitutional point of view, but they are boards to provide advice. And it's because there's a recognition that having that group of people who are there specifically to advise you in the strategic direction of the organization adds enormous value to your organization. So as a CEO of a not-for-profit, really see that opportunity to be able to interact with the board as an opportunity to create value for the organization. So be curious, and I think that's where you want to you treat it. Like, if you're being curious coming to the board, you're going to ask questions, you're going to be open to discussion. When you're coming to a board to placate them to say everything's being okay, you tend to be defensive, you tend to be... Um, less likely to hear other opinions or other points of view. And so you'll miss out on value that's, that's right there and, and free for the taking. The next thing that's really important from a CEO's point of view and something that um, I think is important from a board point of view as well is that in, you're part of that strategic setting or strategy setting process. So in one, you want to make sure that that's documented and captured somewhere. So you want a clear strategy, not only to have been discussed with the board, but to be documented somewhere, and it doesn't need to be you know, 50 pages long. Um, it can be, some people call like a strategy on a page or you know, two or three pages long where you capture the main elements of the strategy, the main, um, the main measures of the strategy, so the main sort of strategic objectives and how you measure success in moving towards that. And this is really why I'm, why I'm going down this path is because it's actually really important then for the communication process with the board ongoing is if you can document the strategy that the board's looking or the strategic direction and attach to that direction the objectives that you need to achieve and how you then measure those objectives, when you come back to report to the board, you can, you can frame your reporting around those strategic objectives. And so what that help helps with is just that clarity of communication. You're giving the board very clear communication on how as CEO you're moving towards achieving the strategic objectives and if you've got measures, you can actually measure your progress. That allows the board to feel comfortable in terms of the direction the organization's going at. It can allow for the conversation to facilitate towards more um, constructive feedback as opposed to if you're not clear on how you're progressing in the strategic direction, the conversation can become more interrogatory because they're trying to get that information out of you because it's not readily apparent in any of the reports. So, the sort of two real takeaways from that little bit was that one, make sure you got the, the strategy documented and two, try and format your reporting to the board around that strategy. The other part of reporting to the board is, and this may sound a little funny, but remember that you're the CEO. Now, what does that mean? Well, sometimes being, well, not sometimes, often, being a CEO of a not-for-profit is hard work. There's a lot of stuff that comes out of left field, there's a lot of um, legislation. There's a lot of you know trying to get funding. It's all hard. It can be very tiresome sometimes and can be draining. Your job as CEO is that work. I've seen you don't need to necessarily pass that on to the board because the board knows that it's hard work. That's why they got you as CEO and they're not doing it because they know it's hard work and they've got someone specific to do it. So don't feel like you need to... I suppose, express to the board how hard everything is or how 
you know, that they need to feel the pain a little bit as well. Your job as CEO is to, to manage that. Now, definitely feed in the communication in terms of the challenges you're having, but it's, you want to do it in a factual way, not in an emotive way, because that, that will allow the conversation to be constructive rather than emotional. The other point then is when things don't go well with the board and if you feel the board are uh, um, either not doing their role or they are getting operational and they're starting to you know, have one-on-ones with operational uh, staff without including you or without you being aware and you're not comfortable with that, it's really important to have um, the confidence to clearly articulate where you disagree. Now, again, you want to try and make this, this isn't, this doesn't need to be a battle and it doesn't need to be emotive. Um, though, obviously, if you're feeling that the board's undermining your role, your position as CEO, that can be quite, um, can be quite distressing. The way you fix that is by having a clear conversation. Just, just, I've seen it in board meetings and it works very well. Well, we, you know, as a board, we've gone and spoken to the CFO on this issue, uh, and the CEO is not aware, so they get blindsided a little bit. In that moment, you just want to say, "Look, can I just ask the board that if you're going to speak to one of my direct reports, can you just include me in the email, or um, just make sure that uh, one of you speak to me? Just so that I know what's going on." You don't want to prevent, you don't want to say don't do that necessarily, you want to look at a constructive way that the directors can get the information they need while still allowing you to perform your role as CEO. So clearly articulate where you're feeling discomfort or you think things aren't going well so that you can resolve it. If you don't speak up, if you don't have that, and sometimes it can be quite daunting and especially if you're a new CEO, it takes, that's sometimes a bit of courage. But if you can get past that, that allows you to have a clearer and open communication with the board, which again, this communication thing with the board, that's where you get the value from it. So that's probably it, I think. If you liked what you heard today, feel free to subscribe to the podcast series. And if you'd like some more information, check me out on LinkedIn. I'm happy to connect and answer any questions you might have. Otherwise, thanks for listening. It's Justin Hogg from RightSource.